0: Love, talk, radio. Hello,
1: everybody, and welcome to another episode of the 4th and Inches Show. I'm Jana, and I'll be joined momentarily by my co-host, the, the Sherpa. Uh, but in the meantime, in case it's your first time with us, where have you been this whole time, we'll be with you for a full hour tonight, giving you all the injury, uh notes, news, waiver wire suggestions, who to start, who to sit, game predictions, daily fantasy picks, Everything you could possibly need to win your fantasy week, whether it's daily or season-long fantasy, we've got you covered. Uh, We'll be here for a full hour until 9 p.m. Eastern Time, or if you're listening after the fact, welcome. We're going to be with you for a full hour. You can find us all over social media. We're on Twitter at the Number Four T H N Inches Show at J K I M One Six and Fantasy Underscore Sherpa. I'm pretty sure you can figure out who's who's there. You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa Fan Page, and you can email us at the Number Four T H N Inches Show at gmail.com. That's the Number Four T H N Inches Show at gmail.com. And we have the Sherpa here with us. How are you doing tonight?
0: I'm probably happier at my team's uh, results after week one than you are after yours. So. Are real teams I'm talking about, not our fake ones. Plus, uh, we're here to talk about the, the fake ones.
1: The Cowboys were the only team in the NFL, the only one that couldn't manage to score a touchdown this week. So things are not great in my world. <laughs> but, um, you know, the Texans didn't win a game, but they lead their division. The Seahawks lead the NFC West, and the Browns won their first week one game in seventeen years. So there's a whole lot of weird out there. I'm just hoping it's like
0: the every planet in retrograde
1: or something. Yeah. <laughs> but you have how, to how did you thought do. of the Giants this week, no?
0: I was I was happy. I was pleasantly surprised. I was I play in one league. It's a pick 'em and there's fourteen participants and I was the only one that picked the Giants.
1: You know, get 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 'em early. You gotta
0: <laughs> yeah, before the element of surprise wears off, and they win every week, and people come to expect it.
1: Right, it's really going to hurt your uh, top five draft pick if you keep this up. You got to watch out for that.
0: Yeah, that's true. I, I think they'll still be able to pull it off, but they'll have to watch <laughs> their pick their victories, pick their battles uh, carefully.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think you're. I think you're probably right. But you know, enjoy it while you can. Ride the high. <laughs>
0: Yeah, at this rate, they're not going to get one of the top quarterbacks next year, so of course that would be nice if they didn't actually need one of them, but we'll see. Also true. That would be a real plus.
1: (laughs) But how did did your fantasy teams fare week one?
0: Um, uh, Mixed bag um, to be expected. Um, You think you know what you're getting going into week one, but of course there's always a lot of uncertainty there, so I was happy to start sure my four matchups this week, but uh, how did yours go?
1: Uh, I won four out of six. Obviously, uh, the league we talked about last uh, last week that we're both in, with uh, thirty two teams and a million a million people and players. I didn't even start a quarterback in, and I was not the worst performing team out of the league this week. So I was pretty pleased with that. <laughs> oh. I got I have a whole roster of backup quarterbacks, so that's another issue for another time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe um, we can trade across I think, leagues.
1: I, I, literally That's anything. I picked up. I, I had to pick up Mike White off the waiver wire to hope maybe Joe Flacco pulled a Hammy and that like I might have someone take some snaps. That plan didn't work, but you know maybe this week it will. Who, who knows? A bit or no? yeah. I mean, we're gonna find out tonight.
0: <laughs> it's okay.
1: rough out Good there. Luck. Taylor Heineke, Nick Foles. I'm a team of backup quarterbacks. Um, there are some some teams a of the Cowboys that will also be playing with backup quarterbacks this week. We've got a fair fair number of injuries, but um, we're going to figure out how to help you fill the gaps and, and find a way to win, you know, even if you don't start a quarterback. We're going to figure it out this week. Uh, let's start out in Arizona. Tight end Zach Ertz didn't practice today with that calf injury. He should play again this week. He played last week. How effective he was, so that's up to you. Um, JJ Watts still not practicing with his calf injury. Uh, that's not as good of a sign. He didn't play last week. He's questionable. It's really going to go down to game time there. So just keep in mind when you're deciding who you want to play against that Arizona defense and on the, uh, offensive side of things, wide receiver Rondale Moore is not practicing. He's quote day to day with that hamstring injury. I'd say it's more like doubtful and week to week. I wouldn't be putting all my eggs in that basket, but we'll, we'll talk about who you should be playing in that game in just a little while. In Atlanta, running back Damian Williams is not practicing. He's dealing with a rib injury he suffered on Sunday. He left the game early last week. He's very questionable going into the weekend. Again, hopefully your hopes and dreams aren't pinned on Damian Williams, but if they are, (laughs) let's have a plan B. In Baltimore, running back J.K. Dobbins didn't play last week. He's still coming back from uh, tearing pretty much everything possible in a human knee last season. He is trending in the right direction this week. Uh, It looks like he's got a pretty good chance of playing. This would be his first home game in Baltimore since being drafted. He had COVID last year, and then he blew his knee out. So if he does play, that's going to be a really uh, impactful move, I think. So keep an eye on him. Wide receiver James II, a.k.a. the second, is limited today with a groin injury at practice. He's questionable going into the weekend. Tackle Jawan James went on IR. He tore his Achilles on Sunday. He is out for the year. Cornerback Kyle Fuller tore his ACL. He joined him on IR for the season, and they may also be without tackle Ronnie Stanley again this week. Uh, he did practice today. He's dealing coming back from that ankle injury. So things to keep an eye on in Baltimore. The Bills, pretty healthy this week. No new injuries so far, knock on wood. Hopefully they stay that way. In Carolina, wide receiver Andre Roberts went on IR yesterday. He's dealing with a knee injury, and it, quote, could be an issue, that rule said. Uh, Generally, if you're on IR, it is an issue. So I think that kind of went without saying, but he's going to be out at, at least the next four weeks. We'll see how that goes. They also have multiple defensive players who were questionable and limited at practice today, so keep an eye on that. In happier news, quarterback Sam Darnold is out of a walking boot. He's still a few weeks away, obviously, since he is on the IR as well, but training in the right direction since Baker Mayfield didn't light the world on fire last week in what you know, you'd know think would be a motivational game, playing the team that got rid of you. But <laughs> Hopefully Sam Darnold heals fast. I think the Panthers might need him. In Chicago, uh, tackle Alex Leatherwood went on the non-football injury list today with Mono. (laughs) So uh, maybe he was hanging out with, you know, Zach Wilson and the the gang last year, but he is going to be out at least the next three games. He's going to buy a week as early. That's why it's not four. Uh, So keep an eye on that. Obviously they'd much rather have him there. But not for now. Uh, wide receiver Velus Jones Jr. was limited to practice today. He's dealing with a hamstring injury and is questionable going into the weekend as well. The Bengals, I, I know the Sherpa despises a special team injury and really special teams as a whole, but we do have some kicker issues. We have some long snapper issues, and Cincinnati is where they start. Long snapper Clark Harris is going to be out for the next few months. They've not rolled him out for the season. He's got a bicep injury. This is how important long snappers are. You won't even roll him out for the season when his arm is, like, not even attached to his body. But Clark Harris, speedy recovery. We hope to come back. Wide receiver T. Higgins left last week with the concussion. He's still technically in the concussion protocol, but he had a limited practice today. It looks like he's got a pretty good chance of playing this week, unless he has some kind of setback, but it looks like he's on track. Out in Cleveland, wide receiver Michael Woods – I I is sick. He didn't practice. He should be fine for this weekend. Right tackle Jack Conklin's listen is questionable as well. He's recovering from that torn patella tendon last year. He did not play last week. He's still very questionable going into this weekend. It would be very nice for Jacoby Brissett to have Jack Conklin on the line, but we'll see how that goes. Out in Dallas, I'm not sure if you heard, it's been pretty under the radar. <laughs> Jack Prescott fractured the thumb in his throwing hand on Sunday night. He's going to be out
0: no way weeks.
1: I know, right? I People really don't know about it, and I think they should. Uh, he had surgery on Monday. Good thing you're here. We all waited with bated with brass. He's going to be out realistically probably closer to eight weeks. He's not historically a fast healer, but Jerry Jones says it's going to be less than four games. He's not even going to put him on IR. Why waste the roster space with the quarterback that can throw the football? Why would we want to do that? So Cooper Rush is going to come in, and I, we, don't, we don't really know what will happen. <laughs> We do know however that multiple defensive players were injured last week for multiple weeks. They have a lot of guys that didn't practice today and wide receiver Michael Gallup is still questionable with the knee injury. He didn't play last week. He was limited at practice today, so that's sort of a sign uh that we're going in the right direction. But also let's remember Cooper Rush is the one throwing the football and he doesn't take a lot of reps with Michael Gallup when he is healthy because he doesn't play on the first team. So you might want to look a little lower on the depth chart. You might want to look anywhere but Dallas <laughs> Things are not good right now. Um, in Cleveland, another place, things are not generally great. But right now, we're we're a little higher up. Uh, or I'm sorry, in, in Denver, things are not really great. Maybe it's coming back. Uh, that was an atrocious fourth quarter. Peyton Manning is still calling timeouts, I think, right now from his couch. Uh, they may be without wide receiver K.J. Hamler this week. He's dealing with me, and Hippie's very questionable. As is half of their defense. Um, so is their, their clock management and goal line, uh, red zone packages, all questionable, all not sure if they're going to play this week in Detroit running back. Deandre Swift is not practicing. He is dealing with an ankle injury. He's definitely questionable. Um, I am sure he's going to play. I don't know how effective he will be. And also the Lions are going to have to be playing from behind again, as we saw last week. So beyond that, Things don't get a lot better for Jared Goff because four out of five offensive linemen, including his center Frank Ragnow, are all injured and uh, some of his defensive line as well. It was kind of a tough week for Detroit. Motor City, Dan Campbell, needs to rally the forces. Things need to get a little better there. In Green Bay, another one you may not have heard about, the Packers didn't win last week, and Aaron Rodgers looked frustrated with his receivers. This is something very new and different. We've clearly never seen this before. Maybe if we take some more weird, quote-unquote, herbal drugs. That might help the situation. It would help, however, if Alan Lazard got on the field this week. He did not play last week after getting stepped on by one of his own defensive linemen at practice. He has the today practice, so he's moving in the right direction. Um, there's also a very real chance that both starting tackles aren't going to play this week, so things are really just going from bad to worse. <laughs> They're playing the Bears, and Aaron Rodgers keeps saying how he owns them, but realistically, it's not looking like so great. Out in Houston, division leading Houston Texans are dealing with multiple defensive injuries, and also tight end Brevin Jordan is questionable. He was limited today with an ankle injury. Other than that, they're pretty healthy. Let's hope it stays that way. In Indiana, it looks like the Colts might have Shaquille Leonard back this week. he's been battling back from a back injury. He did have a full practice today, and as long as he's got a full practice in tomorrow, I think you're good to go. On the offensive side of things, wide receiver Michael Pittman Jr. was limited uh, with a quad injury, and wide receiver Alex Pierce is in concussion protocol. They're both flushed, but it looks like Pittman Jr. has got a pretty good chance to play this week. And in sad special teams news, they released kicker Rodrigo Blankenship of the wonderful Spectacle Glasses. He was not good last week, as were 90% of the kickers in, in the NFL not making kicks, um, but he was... On the field where the Colts host their training camp every year, uh, kicking field goals today. So he's ready, and I'm sure he'll get some calls because a lot of kickers were bad. In Jacksonville, no new injuries. Still the Jaguars. Out in Kansas City, another kicker injury, Harrison Bucker. We saw rolled his ankle on uh, Sunday. He is ruled out for Thursday night's game this week. Unfortunately, safety Justin Reed will not be the starting kicker, but he will be the emergency kicker. Uh, Bucker left the game. Reed. Came in like a pro, and uh, after Harrison Bucker got taped up, he came back, which seemed kind of silly, and uh, here we are. Sprained ankle, hopefully out for a week. In Las Vegas, Raiders running back Brandon Bolden is not practicing. He's dealing with a hamstring injury. So this game is questionable, but keep an eye on that as it goes down to the wire. Uh, wide receiver DJ Turner went on IR today with an ankle injury. And center Andre James is dealing with a concussion. He's in the protocol, unquestionable, did not practice today, so we'll see how the rest of the week goes for him. In uh Chargers' world, things weren't great for them last week. Maybe not going to get all that much easier. Wide receiver Keenan Allen's already been rolled out for tomorrow night. He's dealing with a hamstring injury. Head end Donald, Donald Parnett. Plum Jr., who can't get that out, is dealing with a hamstring injury. He's also not going to play. And cornerback J.C. Jackson is very questionable with an ankle injury. I wouldn't be surprised if he missed the game as well, so keep an eye on that. So Rams wide receiver Van Jefferson is, quote, taking it a week at a time with an injury. He's questionable. Doesn't look great for this week, but, again, he'll probably be a game-time decision. Also worth noting that their center, Brian Allen, had a – Find your new procedure and is going to be out the next two to four weeks. So you've got another a new body under center, which doesn't always always have a great ending. But we'll see how it goes. In Miami running back Ceylon Ahmed is dealing with a heel injury. He's not practicing. He's pretty questionable going into the weekend. As is wide receiver Cedric Wilson Jr., formerly of the Cowboys dealing with a toe injury. He's also not practicing, but has better shot of playing you are also dealing with a lot of offensive line injuries as well, so keep an eye on that when you're maybe thinking about who you want to start or if you're taking the points, if you're gambling this weekend. In Minnesota, no new injuries this week. Out in New England, quarterback Mac Jones is dealing with back spasms. He's questionable. He's going to play unless, like, his body actually physically splits apart. He's going to get out there and play. Wide receiver Ty Montgomery re-aggravated a knee injury. He's going to be on IR, so he's out the next couple of weeks. They're also dealing with injuries in the backfield for their defense, and running back Pierre Strong Jr. is questionable with a shoulder injury. Mostly their biggest problem is they don't have an offensive coordinator, so (laughs) it didn't seem to help anything last week. Uh, In New Orleans, wide receiver Trey Kwan Smith was limited practice today. He's still battling a shoulder injury, should play through it. Quarterback, Jameis Winston, dealing with his own back injury. He was limited. Uh, He got wrapped up like a pretzel, and I think that's where most of that stems from. He played the rest of the game. I don't see why he wouldn't play this week. All of the running backs, Mark Ingram, II, Alvin Kamara, Dwayne Washington, everybody was limited to practice. Everyone's listed as questionable. Ingram's dealing with an ankle injury, Kamara with a rib injury, and Washington with hamstring injuries. Also, most of their defense was limited to practice today as well. They're playing Tom Brady this week. Don't know if you heard, so keep that in mind. Sherpa's Giants, pretty healthy overall. Uh, Cornerback Aaron Robinson had an appendectomy yesterday, so he's not playing this week, probably not next week either because it's hard to play cornerback when you're recovering from surgery. Uh, Wide receiver Juan Robinson didn't practice today. He's dealing with a knee injury and listed as questionable as well. In New York, on the other side of town, or really New Jersey. <laughs> Just a the wider receiver, Braxton Berrios, with limited practice with a heel injury. He's questionable going into the weekend, and Joe Flacco is officially your starter again for week two. Zach Wilson is still rehabbing from his knee injury. Um, their offensive line, defensive line, and their punch are all questionable in dealing with injuries as well. The Eagles put defensive end Derek Barnett on IR with knee injury. He tore his ACL. It was pretty ugly. He's done for the year, so they have gone uh, defensive end shopping this week. We'll see who sticks. Out in Pittsburgh, linebacker T.J. Watt tore his pectoral muscle, and he's going to be out approximately six weeks. I don't know what it is about the Watt family. They heal fast, they take a lot of vitamin C or calcium or something. Um, so he's trying not to have surgery. We'll see if that works. Running back Najee Harris left the game with a foot injury. He was limited to practice today. He's questionable. I don't know how much I would trust him, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Also, center Mason Cole is questionable. He was limited today at practice. Out West, running back uh, for the 49ers, Elijah Mitchell, is on IR with a knee injury. He's going to be out multiple weeks. And they are still not sure if tight end George Kittle is going to play this week. He is with that groin injury, didn't play last week, still not practicing. That's not a great sign. In Seattle, the fighting Geno Smiths are down a few players. Running back, Kenneth Walker, the third III I, I, is dealing with an abdomen injury. He's hoping to practice today, but uh, they have not finished practicing for the day yet, so we don't know for sure if he will. Safety, Jamal Adams, uh, had left knee surgery. It's a, quote, significant injury. We probably won't see him back this season. Defensive end, Alton Robinson also went on IR with a knee injury. And long snapper, Tyler Ott, dealing with a shoulder injury. He's on IR as well. They don't want to rule him out for the season yet either. Long snappers are really important, guys. You can't emphasize that enough. Out in Tampa Bay, quarterback Tom Brady didn't practice today. He's resting. He's also 46, guys. Let's give him the day. Um, running back Leonard Fournette was limited at practice with a hamstring injury, and every single wide receiver was either limited or not practicing today. Chris was dealing with a hamstring injury. He was very questionable going into the weekend. Doesn't look great for him. But we'll see. He, he likes to play through things, so we'll see if he gets out there. Rashad Perriman's dealing with a knee injury. He was limited to practice. Julio Jones, also with a knee injury, didn't practice. Generally doesn't practice on Wednesdays, though, so wouldn't get upset about that just yet. Russell Gage didn't practice with his own hamstring injury, and Mike Evans was limited with a calf injury. The Titans are primarily dealing with defensive injuries, including defensive end Deshaun Hand, who's dealing with a quad injury, and A.J. Moore with an ankle injury. They both went on IR today. And the Commanders primarily if their guards and their safeties that are hurt, but there was encouraging news that Chase Young is probably going to be able to return mid-season, so the commanders are going to ride that high as long as they can, get that week one win, and just roll with it. <laughs> That's
0: a lot of injuries. I'm
1: sure, Bowie. And it's it's not a few, but how's the waiver wire looking? You got anybody out there not named Cooper Rush that we should be thinking about picking up?
0: Well, I, I did notice, I checked in the league that we both play in, <laughs> and he is available there in your thing, so I'm sure Perfect. the free agent bidding. I'm all my free the, agent uh...
1: dollars at him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I don't know if is anybody else point? is in need of a quarterback in your league, but uh he's probably worth a substantial investment. Oh. But if it gives if it makes you feel better, your team, even with zero points from the quarterback position, outscored my team last week. So there's that I outscored a third
1: of the league. Thank God for some defensive players.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was about to say I just noticed your two defensive tackles have like a third of your points. Which I don't Literally think only starting on a defense. Week, I have a but...
1: defense and like a backup tight end, and that's it. Uh,
0: I just like shot, to go on record, guys. Is I inherited here. this. Te- I inherited this team. I did not draft this poorly. <laughs> I just, no. Just you did not. I, I feel, on the one hand, I'm happy that you accepted really the invitation to play in the league. And on the other hand, I'm kind of embarrassed about what you inherited. And, I mean, there's a reason that the guy abandoned the team that he did. But he he I took think a you're look a, around
1: and he was like, oh, I got to get out of this. I, <laughs> but it's fine, I, guys.
0: <laughs> I, think, I think you'll be totally fine, although I'm a little surprised you didn't draft a quarterback given the state of your uh, current quarterbacks. But, um,
1: I mean, honestly, maybe you, you kind of look at it and i like – it's like throwing a bottle of water on a fire. It's like it really wasn't going to change my yeah. fortune all that much.
0: <laughs> Probably not. You'll get a good draft pick next year. And who knows, there are a couple of good quarterbacks coming in next year. So
1: maybe you'll be able to snag
0: <laughs> one of them. So
1: Maybe later I'll put a um, picture of the team online because it's a real sad state of affairs <laughs> it's,
0: it's pretty uh,
1: – <laughs> I don't want to other
0: people. I, yeah, it's fine. I, I don't it's want to fine. laugh at other people's misfortunes, especially yours. Oh, but, um, it's, it's okay. You inherited a mess, to put it a hot mess, to put it nicely. But
1: oh, well, the waiver wire can help. You're, me, you're a good sport for uh,
0: picking that team up, and it'll be all the more satisfying when you turn it into a good team in a few years.
1: In the year 2030, just wait for me, guys. I'm coming. <laughs>
0: I'm just curious if Tom Brady will still be in the league when that team is a winning my team. He might be. I'd kill my team by then. <laughs> oh, you gosh. should just trade your whole team to somebody else that wants a high drop pick next year. It's so bad. Swap teams. Somebody says, oh, here's, I want the first, first my okay, swap teams. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> so.
1: Anyway.
0: All righty. Let's move on to happier things. Uh, Back to the- Back to the question at hand. Um, so waiver oh. wire wise, lots of options. But just to be clear, yes, there are lots of waiver wire options after week one. But I'm not here to say yeah. that you should go dumping Derek Henry um, to pick up any of these running back options, or you know, don't go jettisoning, jettisoning you know um, some of the other top running backs. Don't don't go you know dumping Austin Eckler to pick up Rex Burkhead or something like that. Um, if you do, you, you'll deserve what you have coming to you. But
1: uh, anyway, we're here to try
0: to make sure that doesn't happen. So, yeah, we don't, all we don't right, want running that. back-wise, if you do find yourself in need of a running back this week, uh, Jeff Wilson is probably the most widely available um, guy that stands to uh, be a, a starting running back for a while, uh, Khalil Herbert in Chicago, Jamal Williams in Detroit, Jalen Warren in Pittsburgh, who I have some doubts about uh, given both you know, his lack of a track record and Najee Harrison's lack of uh, clarity about his injury. But uh, he's out yeah. there, Rex Burkhead, Kenyon Drake. Rashad White is intriguing possibility if anything were to happen to um, Leonard Fournette in Tampa Bay. You know, Benjamin in Arizona and Don Terrell Hilliard in Tennessee, who is, again, more of a dark throw unless something happens to Derek Henry. They're certainly not going to bench Derrick Henry for him. But uh, anyone else that uh, caught your eye this week that I haven't mentioned?
1: Um, no, no. I, I'm i pretty on, on board with you. The Najee Harris thing is a little frustrating because he's going to keep trying to play and he's going to keep screwing up people's lineups, so you just don't know what you're going to get there. So it's hard to be like, yes. Let's let's pick some of these guys up when you just don't know what's happening.
0: All right, moving on to wide receivers. Uh, Sterling Shepard, there were questions about his health, and uh, I think those were answered for the most part in week one. And, you know, lest we forget, you know, if you're not necessarily following the Giants as closely as I do, Sterling Shepard was actually a favorite target of Daniel Jones um, you know, before he got hurt last year. So you know there there is some history there, so you know, he he might be a worthwhile pickup uh Jarvis Landry, Devin duvernay uh, somebody uh other than you know Rashad Bateman and Mark Andrews has to catch passes in Baltimore, and even if they don't throw a lot of passes, they should be able to support at least a couple wide receivers so uh, he's out there. Robbie Anderson had a nice week one, even in spite of uh the negativity that he's you know, the shade that he threw Baker Mayfield. Way before they actually traded for him, but now that he's there, he stands to benefit. Uh, Tyler Boyd, uh, Jahan Dotson, Josh Palmer, DJ Chark, Curtis Samuel, Zay Jones, uh, Kyle Phillips, <clears throat> Christian Watson, Isaiah McKenzie, Corey Davis, and Greg Dortch. Um, another guy I wasn't really Greg familiar George, with uh, before this uh, yeah. past week, but uh, there he is. So Kyle Phillips and Greg Dortch, uh, um, welcome to my consciousness.
1: I'm with you there. Uh, I really like Tyler Boyd mostly because the Cowboys are in shambles and Stephen Higgins still has his brains a little scrambled. Um, so I think he's got a chance to have a really big week. Probably my favorite on the list. I like Sterling Shepard a lot, though, too. I've got him on a couple of teams, believe it or not.
0: Yeah, it must have been a mistake, but uh, good for you. Sometimes, maybe. <laughs> just I, good I do have you. some Cowboys on my team. I have... I have I'm um, sorry
1: for that. <laughs> I have
0: Michael Gallup on a team he may not last very long, but, uh, so. i say I've heard from anyway. everybody
1: who started a Cowboys player and didn't get what they wanted this week.
0: I've heard from all of you. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing that's probably a pretty uh, lengthy list, but, um,
1: it, anyway. Yes.
0: So, anyway, um, quarterbacks that are out there that you might want to consider, Jared Goff. Took him a while to wake up, but when he did, had a nice uh, second half there against the Eagles, who have a pretty good defense. They did have a pick six against him, Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't Darius Slay either, but anyway, so he's out there. Baker Mayfield, I think uh, my Giants um, put up a good fight against Tennessee and managed to eke out the victory there, but not all that impressed by the secondary. I think if you give somebody um with better receivers and better quarterbacks than uh the Titans have, you know, which I think Baker Mayfield and the Panthers count on both uh um points there. I I think you uh, know he could do mm-hmm. some damage. Carson Wentz, I know, is a trendy pick up this week, but uh between the three of them I would probably rank him third. Uh Goff Mayfield Wentz and Marcus Mariota. But uh with Carson Wentz, you yeah, know, who knows, um yeah, maybe that uh, Indianapolis quarterback position is just cursed after Peyton Manning left. It might I mean,
1: be. I'm worried about it. So
0: what happened with Andrew Luck and then, uh, you know, last year Carson Wentz and this year Matty Ice looked like Maddie Slush the first week, so who knows?
1: Yeah. Not good. Really not good.
0: No. <laughs> All right. Okay. And then uh, tight end-wise? Um, Gerald Everett's still out there in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. Hayden Hurst, Tyler Higby, Albert Oakwake Boonum, uh, Robert Tanyan, Logan Thomas, Tyler Conklin. And I decided this week that my nightmare would be if in the Pro Bowl game this year the Tuataga Violoa ends up completing passes to Albert O'Quake Boonum. That, would, uh, ooh, that ooh. would I'm not be ready mouthful. for that I think I'm not, two or I'm three ready. Plays would run by by the time I could pronounce the names correctly. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's a tough one. Yeah, then, let's stay, let's stay uh, far
0: away from that. Lastly Lastly, and leastly, if you're looking for some defenses to pick up this week that are widely available, Cleveland um, hosting the Jets, Cincinnati, all of a sudden has a very tasty-looking matchup at Dallas, and New England mm-hmm. um, at Pittsburgh with uh, Mitch, don't call me Mitchell Trubisky, uh, failing to light the world on fire there.
1: <laughs> don't call Mitch. He graduated from college and he became a Mitchell.
0: Yeah, but now apparently he's back to Mitch. I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, it's hard I'm to keep up. Matter. Maybe you're
1: only a Mitch if you're a starter. I'm not really sure.
0: No, but we'll I mean, he's, he's not long. I'm it's sure he's so we'll, we'll have that him job along. before too long. Yeah, probably. So. I don't think you're wrong. Anyway, any any thoughts? Anyone I missed in your mind? Anyone you want to call um, out no. or highlight or throw shade on?
1: No, I mean, I, I think I really, I'm, I'm higher on the commanders than everyone else is, so I'm pretty fired up about Logan Thomas. I think more so than people are. Um, but I think, I think, For the I'm two weeks he so stay healthy. Yeah, I mean, if you, we should ride this as long as he's healthy. We know we're living on borrowed time.
0: Okay, as long as you realize that, mm-hmm. then we're okay. All right, should we do some uh, <laughs> position picks? Yeah, let's, or, let's see what the on. ones They're we're all excited about back, and the ones though, we're avoiding. Like. Okay. Yeah. So one and I leave off uh, this week? Um, Jonathan Taylor it. at the top of my list. DeAndre Swift, second. Saquon Barkley, third. Joe Mixon, Josh Jacobs, who didn't do much last week, but I'm, again, not giving up on guys on the basis of one week. Devin Singletary. Alvin Kamara, James Conner, again, not giving up after one week, Jeff Wilson and Miles Sanders. Uh, honorable mentions, Javante Williams, Chase Edmonds, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, and Daryl Henderson.
1: Ooh, okay, we've got some overlap. I also have Jonathan Taylor at the top of my list. I've got Christian McCaffrey, uh, unfortunately against your Giants. I think he's going to have a big day. Austin Eckler at three, Saquon Barkley, and Dalvin Cook rounding out my top five. Uh, Leonard Fournette at six, Joe Mixon, James Conner, Alvin Kamara, and Antonio Gibson running out my top ten.
0: All right. Um, as far as guys that I'm not high on, guys I would be looking to avoid this week if I could help it, Derek Henry, Ezekiel Elliott, James Robinson, Travis Etienne, Ramondra Stevenson, Damian Harris, David Montgomery, Michael Carter, Damian Pierce, and Bryce Hall and dishonorable mentions to uh, Daryl Patterson, who had a nice game last week. Uh, a little bit, to my surprise, uh, Rashad Penny and Khalil Herbert, even though I just mentioned him a few weeks ago, uh, a few minutes ago as a potential waiver wire pickup if you were running back, maybe.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're, if your team looks like some of mine do, then you want to think about it. But ideally, you don't have to do that. Um, Brees Hall is also on my avoid list along with Rex Burkhead and Damian Harris, uh Damian Pierce. Apparently I'm I'm not on the Damian bandwagon because Damian Williams is also on my list. Ramondre <laughs> Stevens, Jenny McKissick, Naheem Hines, uh Kenyon Drake, Cam Akers, Raheem Mostert, <coughs> Jerick McKinnon, and Brandon Bolden. staying away from a lot of guys. Not real
0: hyped to car running backs. Okay, uh wide receivers who do you like this week?
1: Loving Cooper Cup. That Atlanta defense is going to give him some points. Justin Jefferson, uh, it's kind of hard to not like that matchup, especially with the Eagles being the Eagles. Um, their defense got better, but everybody knew Justin Jefferson was getting the ball and still he had 10 yards all around in the space. It's really amazing. Uh, Devontae Adams checking in on the top three. Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill. Terry McLaurin, Old Scary Terry out in Washington, not the state, but in fact the district, unlike with their pro shop, thanks. Um, Mike Evans, Mike Williams, and Michael Pittman rounding out my top ten.
0: All right, we do have some overlap. Uh, Devonte Adams at go. the top of my list, Stefan Diggs, Juju Smith-Schuster, Michael Pittman, Tyreek Hill, Michael Thomas, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Cooper Cup, A.J. Brown and Devo Samuel rounding out my top ten. Uh, others I'm high on for this week. Honorable mentions, uh, Jamar Chase, Cortland Sutton, Sterling Shepard, Jalen Waddell, and Jarvis Landry.
1: Okay. Uh, I like I like your honorable mention list. Big fan of that. Um, I right. am staying, a, staying away from Christian Kirk. I don't love the matchup there out in Jacksonville. Also, uh, Drake London, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Robbie Anderson, Amari Cooper, Jacoby Myers, Joshua Palmer out with the Chargers, Rondale Moore, who might be healthy, might not be, Brandon Ayuk, and Robert Woods, a.k.a. Bobby Trees. Not a great matchup with Buffalo. Uh, Yeah,
0: we have, I think, um, I counted four overlaps. Uh, C.D. Lamb at the top Mm -hmm. of my list. Just don't know what Cooper Rush is going to give you. Brandon Cooks, Darnell Mooney, Robert Woods, Drake London, DK Metcalf, and Tyler Lockett, Um, not on board the Geno Smith train, Christian Kirk, as you mentioned, Elijah Moore in New York, and uh, Marvin Jones, um, another Jacksonville receiver, and uh, another dishonorable mention to uh, Jacoby Myers.
1: Yeah, Jacoby Myers. I I want things to be better for him, but I, I don't. I don't think this is the week. One day we're going to get you a touchdown earlier in the season, but it's not this week.
0: Right. Uh, quarterback-wise, uh, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen kind of at the top of my list um, in a league in a tier by themselves. I'll say Mahomes first, Josh Allen second, Derek Carr third, Kyler Murray fourth, Jared Goff fifth, Maddie Slush sixth, Joe Burrow seventh, Russell Wilson, eight, Jalen Hurts, nine, and Trey Lance, who uh, did not have a good game last week. But, again, considering the weather conditions, I'll give him a pass. Honorable mentions to Atagavailoa, Carson Wentz, Matthew Stafford, Jameis Winston, and Daniel Jones.
1: Okay. We've got some overlap. Um, Josh Allen at the top of my list, Patrick Mahomes, a 1A. I could really be fine either way with those two. Jalen Hurts at three for me. I don't love it, but I just think stat-wise it makes sense. Justin Herbert and Lamar Jackson rounding out my top five. Russell Wilson I've got all the way up at six. Joe Burrow at seven. Kyler Murray and potentially his video games at eight. Carson Wentz and Matt Stafford rounding out my top ten. This list could be from ten years ago. could be this week. We don't really know. A lot of names that we've seen. (laughs) Notably missing, though, Tom
0: Brady and Aaron Rodgers from my list. They're both. I'm guessing they're in purgatory rather than on the avoid list. They're in so purgatory. We'll, yeah, yeah. We'll see shortly. <laughs> Just yeah, too many to avoid. <laughs> they're both in my purgatory, yes, um, as well. Uh, avoid list for me this week: Trevor Lawrence, Marcus Mariota, Davis Mills, Justin Fields, Ryan Tannehill, Mac Jones, Jacoby Brissett, Joe Flacco, Geno Smith, and Cooper Rush.
1: I think Cooper Rush is going to throw the well, ball off. Although some of so you might not have a choice.
0: choice.
1: Uh, there Cooper are a lot Rush. of us that don't have a choice. There are a lot of us that are hoping for soft tissue injuries for starting quarterbacks here. It's not good.
0: Don't buy on Get Bench.
1: That's get what Mike I'm thinking. White. That's why I went and picked up Mike White because I have really no better option. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, could be worse, could be way better, but it could be worse. Hopefully, we'll be welcoming Cooper Rush with open arms to the roster. (laughs) Anyway, um, I I, (laughs) Cooper Rush in purgatory. I mean, I might have to use Devontae Adams as a quarterback point. It's not good. But I'm staying away from Trey Lance, staying away from Kirk Cousins. He's terrible in primetime. He's also still Kirk Cousins. Um, Matt Ryan, Marcus Mariota, Trevor Lawrence, Jameis Winston, Baker Mayfield, Justin Fields, Ryan Tannehill, Joe Flacco. Maybe that's a little self-serving, but I'm staying away from him also.
0: <laughs> you didn't mention Geno Smith.
1: No, I left Geno in purgatory. You know what? I like the energy he's bringing right now. Everyone wrote right. him off, but he didn't write back. Geno Smith forever.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: I don't I'll, even I'll think he was available, Gino, by the way, in our
0: league because I looked. <laughs> if, if he's if he's still the starting quarterback at the end of the year, I'll get you a Geno Smith jersey.
1: Oh, can't wait! Be me, me and his family the only ones on the planet.
0: <laughs> I think that that's a lot. They probably don't even sell them. You
1: have to probably custom make them at this point.
0: Could be, or buy one from ten years ago when he was with the Jets.
1: Oh, we might get a good eBay deal. Let's put that on the list. All
0: right. a <laughs> different shade yeah. of green.
1: I'm uh, going
0: to or something.
1: Yeah, I mean, it would be fine.
0: <laughs> All
1: right. uh, tight ends? Tight ends. I guess this is your Love Travis Kelsey. Hard to not like anything about that Kansas City offense after last week. Mark Andrews, also high on my list, as is Darren Waller and Kyle Pitts. Dalton Schultz. Uh, an optimistic number five on my list. Again, I am, if you've listened to the show at any point in our last like 225 episodes, you know, if there's one thing I'm sure of in this world is that a back quarterback is going to lean heavily on a tight end and check down route. And that's where Dalton Schultz is coming in. Big game this week. TJ Hawkinson coming in at six. Dawson Knox, Pat Fryermuth, Tyler Higbee, and Logan Thomas of the Commanders. Like I said, riding this healthy wave as long as I can. Coming in at number 10.
0: Alright, I've got uh, Travis Kelsey at the top of my list as well, Darren Waller, Dawson Knox, Zach Ertz, TJ Hawkinson, Albert Elquit Boonham, Hayden Hurst, Tyler Higbee, Dallas Guttert, and Adam Troutman rounding out my top 10 uh, honorable mentions, Mo Alley Cox, Logan Thomas, and a very hesitating uh, nod, uh, Mike Sickies way. He just, I don't know if they're just, if he's in the doghouse there or What's going on? I read a number of family fantasy analysts this week that said just release the guy already and move on. I'm maybe a little bit slow to do that after one week knowing how talented he is. I but mean, if they're not going to use yeah. him, please trade him to my Giants for the deadline. So just a oh, note maybe, uh, I,
1: mean, I don't hate that idea, but, yes, we need to get Mike Gusecki out of NFL purgatory because he is not in our purgatory. We are a proponent of, of Mike Gusecki here. Um, however, he is in my purgatory list because I want things to be better, and I'm not ready to say don't start him. I think right now you got the shiny new toy. The wide receiver's don't stay healthy. Tua is still also Tua. Uh, we'll see how this all shakes out. But um, Hunter Henry is on my avoid list this week, as is Cole Comet, Stephen Njoku, Hayden Hurst, Noah Font, Robert Tanyan, Evan Ingram, Irv Smith Jr., Austin Hooper, and Tyler Conklin.
0: All right. We have about half of our lists overlapped. Um Kyler, Kyle Pitts is actually at the top of my avoid list. Uh, Hunter Henry, oh. Tyler Conklin, Dalton Schultz, O.J. Howard. Don't be fooled by the two touchdown receptions. It was only on um, two uh, attempts, you know, two passes. And while it's a good sign, you can't count on that happening every week. And plus Pharoah Brown is still uh, ahead of him on the depth chart. Noah Font, Colt yeah. Knut, Evan Ingram, and whoever's playing tight end in Tennessee there, whether it be uh, Jeff Swain or Austin Hooper, uh, you don't want those guys in your starting lineup this week or any other week either.
1: No, it's amazing because that offense really used to be very tight end heavy, like in the Delaney Walker days, and then it's like they just, just woke up one day and were like, you know what? We don't actually need tight ends. They're good blockers. No one else worry about it. It's very bizarre how fast that changes,
0: but I well, might also be the
1: only one that's that worried they... about the Tennessee tight end situation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you know, two years ago your top receivers are Corey Davis and AJ Brown, and now both of them yeah. have been traded the last two off seasons. So I don't know really what the yeah. plan is there, but uh, hopefully we'll find out at some point.
1: I don't think they do either. <laughs>
0: yeah, they're they're looking like a top five draft uh, team at this point, but mm. we'll see. So defenses yeah. uh, loving the Browns this week, Rams, Bengals, Packers. Buffalo, Indianapolis, Denver, Pittsburgh, San Francisco, and the Jets are the ones that I really like this week. How about you?
1: I'm impressed that you brought 10 defenses on the table today. And we do have a lot of overlap. Um, I've got the Rams at the top of my list, the 49ers, Broncos, Browns, Buccaneers, Packers, Colts, Bengals, Bills, Patriots. I think these are more low-scoring games, more than these defenses are really going to dominate anyone.
0: Interesting. Last week, I think it was roughly half and half in terms of uh, home teams and road teams being favored. And this week, in the 16 yeah. games, I only counted three road favorites. And uh, yeah, yeah.
1: You still don't like Tennessee is not ball one of them. No, they're not.
0: <laughs> no, they
1: are definitely um, not.
0: Unfortunately, no. And. Defenses I'd look to avoid this week, the Chargers, Arizona, Tennessee. I like them so much I have them twice on my list for some reason.
1: Uh, does Washington, that happens? You get really excited State State about them and, like, I've been there.
0: <laughs> Jacksonville, Seattle, Carolina, Baltimore, Tampa Bay, Detroit, Atlanta, Dallas, Houston, and Minnesota. That is a considerably longer list than my uh, recommended list. It's considerably longer than 10. I think I actually counted uh, – 15 or 16 teams in that list, um, but uh, yeah, 15, true. but anyway, that's, I have 15 teams in my top 10, and I still have 15 teams vying <laughs> for top five draft picks, too, so there <laughs> you have it, and if it makes you feel better, I'm an actuary by day, so I can count. You're an actuary,
1: I'm an accountant, things are going well for us,
0: <laughs> really
1: what yeah. that means. Um I. I. Used also tried to put a team on my list twice, and that unfortunately was the Cowboys. Um, I did, however, rectify that, so I think we're we're back to a solid ten. Um, the Cowboys certainly on there. The Chargers, the Seahawks, uh, the Cardinals, the Eagles, Giants, Jets, Panthers, Ravens, Steelers. It's not great out there. No. I'm curious to see how the yes, games those picks teams go. this
0: week. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right, uh, game oh. picks. Uh, Thursday night, an uh, interesting game. Uh, Sounds keen Allen. It's still pretty yeah. interesting. Got uh, the Chiefs hosting the Chargers. They've played some pretty uh, good games the last few seasons, but I don't think this one will be particularly close. Maybe I'm higher on Kansas City and lower on the Chargers than some people, but I think Kansas City wins this one. Pretty easily, maybe I was paying too much attention to the game against Arizona and not enough attention to the Chargers' victory over the Raiders. But uh, I think Kansas City wins this by 10. I'll say Kansas City 34, Chargers 24.
1: Um, I have it a little closer. I Kansas City winning 33-27, so not a
0: ton, but only six points.
1: Uh, there's, there's certain things you don't do. And betting against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in September at home in an opening game, you just don't do it um it's It's still a Thursday night game, so stuff will still be weird, but I think this is gonna have a lot of points. people are gonna be into it. We all paid our Amazon Prime membership to see it and uh at least at least it'll be it won't be like a nine to six game. I hate when we get those on a Thursday night. yeah,
0: that sounds like a Seattle Arizona game or something nine to six, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think there was a six to three or three yeah a Jets yeah. Cardinals game was, about fifteen yeah. years ago that I'm still bitter about wasting. Three so, hours I mean, of we my wasted life,
1: four. It was closer to four hours by the time you had all the damn timeouts and I used to kick her this and that and I'm like oh. Yeah. I'm, I'm I could have changed the channel,
0: that. but I didn't. It was just like watching a car wreck, and you couldn't avert your you can't eyes. You not look away. Anyway.
1: Yeah. When you so, think it can't get worse, I, it does.
0: Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, I think that was Mark Sanchez may have been the quarterback for the Jets in that game, and now he's calling
1: Definitely. Jets games
0: for CBS. He's so anyway. actually not
1: bad. Uh, I enjoy him more as no, a commentator okay. than I did a quarterback. Actually,
0: he was not Tony Romo, game last week, but no, that's where I heard him. It he wasn't Tony <laughs> Romo on the field either, but yes. Yeah. No. So and you okay, somewhere getting a hot Next dog. up the Giants. Yes. First of the um, Sunday early games, uh Giants hosting Carolina. I'm gonna stay on the bandwagon for as long as I can, which is probably another week, but uh I'll go with the Giants <laughs> at home over the Baker Mayfields, uh I think they'll the you know a couple of years ago, the two running backs in this game probably would have gone 1-2. Now with the injuries they've suffered in recent seasons, that's no longer the case, although Christian McCaffrey did still end up going 1 or 2 in a lot of drafts. but certainly not take Barkley. but if he's healthy, he's a top-five running back, and yeah, mm-hmm. neither one of these quarterbacks is going to be playing in the Pro Bowl. But uh, I you know, think it could be an interesting game. I'll, I'll stick to my uh, Homer instincts and go with the Giants 27-24 at home.
1: I'm also going to take your Giants. Um, I don't don't enjoy picking the rest of the NFC East to win, but here we are. I I think it's nice that we're going to get to see Christian McCaffrey versus Saquon Barkley when they're both healthy. The offensive lines are, like, kind of healthy. So there's a chance this is going to be a good game. Neither defense really strikes fear in either one of our hearts or I'm sure any of yours listening. So I've got the Giants winning 28-23. I was about to
0: say the Giants' defense strikes fear in my heart. that's not, well, that, that's uh, what you were probably, getting at, I think.
1: Probably, probably should strike fear in your heart. You are exactly right, but I think I, you know at least it'll be. We'll get two edge game. rushers
0: back this week. That'll be good. That helps. Yeah. Although I don't I think we'll so number the guy you want to use five draft pick. <laughs> so, yeah, probably not. Though. But uh, we'll yeah. see. I, I like their prospects this week, if not many other weeks. But first three weeks of the season, they have a pretty nice uh, run and then i think fourth game is dallas which will be with cooper rush it's a good time to be playing up. dallas good time for everyone yeah. to cruise through
1: dallas right about now it's probably
0: a better time than thanksgiving day but we'll see we'll we'll that burn time. that bridge That's when we president. get to it
1: yes we will
0: <laughs> so all right next up uh, indianapolis oh. at jacksonville uh again not not that impressed by Maddie slush last week but uh i'll i'll say I'll give him a pass on that and say it was opening week jitters even as a thirty seven or thirty eight year old quarterback but I think they get back on track this week and uh win a game that they should have won last year um at Jacksonville to you know get into the playoffs but uh anyway, I'll say Indianapolis thirty jacksonville twenty
1: yeah i i think granted maddie ice Maddie slush. Natty, slow-moving, water trickle, whatever you want to call him from last week. He, he's he been doing this a long time, but he's been doing it in a different place with different people. So I'm going to say that it was a little just he had to get comfortable. Everyone was a little out of sync. Um, Jacksonville is a way to right a lot of ships. Even if you're going on the road, the weather's going to be better down there. Uh, you're, you're getting healthier. You're getting uh, Shaq Leonard back. You're, things are, are, you know, going to get better here. I feel like Indianapolis is going to look a little better. Not Ryan has to be happy when he looks at Indiana, at Atlanta and sees that they can be dysfunctional all by themselves. It doesn't have to be him. Uh, I've got them winning 28 to 20.
0: Okay. And next up we've got uh, Miami at Baltimore. This should be a good game. Uh, Baltimore mm-hmm. favored slightly, but I'm still on the Tua and the Dolphin bandwagon. I'll pick the Dolphins with a slightly more balanced attack to win this game by field goal. I'll say Miami 27, Baltimore 24. All right. We have our first
1: dissension. I'm taking Baltimore at home. Um, I, think, I think there is a definite home field advantage here. Baltimore is the more complete team. The defense is going to make Miami uh, run the ball. All their running backs aren't banged up. Neither team really ran the ball well last week, but I think the Baltimore secondary can keep Tua a little more honest and they're going to have to be more balanced, and I don't think that's going to be a recipe for success for them. So I think Baltimore is going to sneak one out here 27-21.
0: All right. Um, Pittsburgh hosting New England. Both these teams banged up at running back. Uh, yep. Both these teams banged up slash ineffective quarterbacks. And to me, it just comes down to, you know, defenses and who's playing at home. They both have pretty good defenses. But, you know, because and only because Pittsburgh is at home, I'm going to pick them by field goal. I'll say uh, Pittsburgh 24 and Patriots 21. So I don't think there's a lot of fantasy value in this game.
1: No. No, I don't think this is one that anyone's, like, clamoring to watch either of all the games in the 1 o'clock time slot uh i'm actually taking new england to win this 21-14 like you said both teams are pretty banged up i think max jones even with a bad back is still going to be a better play than mitchell trubisky um the patriots might not have an offensive coordinator but they really do have about 18 defensive coordinators and defensive minds and i think that's going to be the difference not having tj watt's going to be a problem we don't know how healthy nashay harris is so i think the Patriots are are probably going to be gifted some points by the Pittsburgh offense, and that will be the difference of this game.
0: Okay. By the way, Blue the Cat just stopped by to uh, remind okay. me that Cat teams were 0-4 last <laughs> week. Thanks. <laughs> it was to a tough week 58-yard yard field goal yeah. in the last play of the game by, uh, you know, by <sighs> Cleveland. So, But he was excited that Big Blue won. So at least yeah. that's something yep. that you can be happy about this week. <laughs> We need to give him some joy. um, (laughs) Can't can't have
1: him losing a scholarship. We need to keep him happy.
0: No. So next up, uh, Giants, uh, excuse me, Jets at Cleveland. This was actually the very first Monday night game back in, I think, 1969 with the Jets at Cleveland. And while I don't think the score (laughs) will be the same, I think the outcome will be the same. I think Cleveland wins it at home. Uh, Two teams that, um, you know, without their starting quarterbacks or – not uh, going anywhere fast, uh, one of these quarterbacks has won a Super Bowl, but he's probably only the second best uh, starting quarterback in this matchup right now. I think uh Cleveland the running game um, will get it done against the jets I'll say uh, Brown's twenty one Jets seventeen and the number that game that you probably
1: that people yeah this is, this is this is. This is also going to be a low-scoring game, but I'm really worried that people are going to be so distracted by that stupid elf logo they put in the middle of the Cleveland field today. Like, I don't really know what's going on there. There's a lot of weird and a lot of bad happening in Cleveland. However, I agree with you. I think the run game there is about the only good thing going and that the defense is going to keep keep them as in this game as either team is going to be. Another game no one really wants to watch, but I've got Cleveland winning 21-17. Like you said not a lot of fantasy value here either.
0: Yeah. so we picked the exact same score on that one uh, for what that's yeah. worth uh, New Orleans hosting Tampa Bay. I'm guessing you know, Tampa Bay is a slight favorite in this game, but uh, i'm I'm more of a Jameis Winston fan than you are. It's a revenge game for him. They're at home uh, I think mm-hmm. you know we've mm-hmm. got a whole slate of uh, receivers to throw to this year that uh improve their outlook so I'll pick New Orleans to pull off the mini upset here I'll say New Orleans 27 and the Tom Brady's 24.
1: Yeah um, I, I really wanted to find a way to pick New Orleans here and I tried um, you know the whole storyline this week is Tom Brady 0-4 against the Saints and ran 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 the whole 9-6 game last or 10-9 or whatever it was last year. Um, and they are in New Orleans, and that's usually a good advantage. But Tom Brady's a little pissed off. New Orleans isn't going to be able to run the ball quite as well as they did last week. They also gave up, like, 200 rush yards last week to Atlanta. And you really probably can't do that with Leonard Fournette. It's not going to not gonna go as well for you. So I think Tampa Bay is going to be able to have their run game work, even if Tom Brady's not sharp. I think they're going to squeak one out here 23-20.
0: Okay. It sounds like we both agree that will be one of the more competitive games, if not one of the more yeah. high-scoring games. Um, yeah. Next game, which I think will actually be both, which you know, a few weeks ago you probably would have laughed at, but uh, Detroit hosting Washington, I'm actually interested to see this game. And to me, this is one of those coin flip games early in the season. Both teams unpredictable enough that you not Quite mm-hmm. sure what you're going to get, but uh, I do like what the Lions were able to do in the second half against the Eagles, and hoping that they carry that momentum through. Like the um, Jared Goff is not going to, you know, be confused with Patrick Mullins or Josh Allen anytime soon. But mm-hmm. you know, again, like Joe Flacco, he was once a Super Bowl quarterback, although he didn't win his. But um, I do think that you'll. Uh, Get the better of Carson Wentz slightly here. I'll say Detroit thirty-one, Washington twenty-seven.
1: Okay, I'm going and I together, it was one of the other end, I think even...
0: things last week that both Amon Ross, Saint Brown, and Ekronemio. How
1: great was that? Saint
0: Brown uh, um, scored touchdowns within a few minutes of each other on Sunday. You know, maybe I feel like we Detroit, were all Chicago robbed of seeing,
1: too. yeah, seeing their their dad, the former Mister Universe, who's like an actual giant human being, like. I was a little upset we didn't get any crowd shots of him because I guess maybe he wasn't at either one of the games, but that was fun seeing them go back-to-back. Like, if you had red zone on, you could see him right away. Good times. I think we're going to get some more, more Ross saint Brown touchdowns in this game. However, I think Washington's going to edge him out 28-24. Detroit's going to come back just like they did. This is their MO. They play a great second half. They played garbage first half. Um, I think Washington's a little healthier right now. The offensive line in of Detroit, I'm worried about DeAndre Swift. Uh, He had a big game last week, especially in that second half, and he can't do that here. Uh, That's going to be kind of a tough thing to overcome, like what Carson Wentz is doing right now. So I've got Washington winning 28-24. But like you said, this is definitely one of the must-watch games of the early window.
0: All right. Uh, There are actually a bunch of Sunday afternoon games and two Monday night games this week, so not quite as many Sunday early games, which I know will make you happy. Several clunkers though in that uh, (laughs) late afternoon roster though. And uh, first up is Atlanta at the Rams. I don't care how uh, much the Bills demolished the Rams last week. I expect a similar result this week, only with the Rams being on the strong side of that uh, result. A little Mm -hmm. disappointing about Cam Akers' start to the season. Last week, but uh, Daryl Henderson is capable, and as long as Matthew Stafford's arm holds up, uh, Cooper Cup will be just fine, and you know they'll they'll be just fine. And uh, anyway, I'll pick uh, the Rams twenty-seven seventeen, and you know that's only if they call off the dogs. It could be a lot worse than that if they actually keep their starters on the. Field for three quarters, Yeah, and, and three. I think
1: they kind of have something to prove, so they might. But I have the Rams winning pretty similarly. I've got them 30-17. The Falcons rushed for two, more than 200 yards last week. That will not happen against the Rams. If they rush for 100 yards, it'll be great. Marcus Mariota is going to have a much harder time against this Rams defense than he did against the team. And I think that's going to be apparent very early on. So I don't think this is competitive at any
0: point. Sorry. Sorry,
1: Atlanta. Still not picking
0: you. Next up, we've got San Francisco hosting Seattle in another – in an NFC West game. I said another because Atlanta used to be in the NFC West, but I'm dating myself. Once upon a time. But uh, anyway, yeah, once upon a time, back when Steve uh, Barkowski was their quarterback, I think. But anyway, (laughs) um, Seattle at San Francisco and – I guess it's hard to know what to make of San Francisco because that weather was so awful last week. But I think back in warmer, drier weather, I think they'll be just fine. Seattle, again, it's Geno Smith, the quarterback. I'm not respecting him yet. Uh, I'll pick San Francisco by a touchdown here. Uh, San Francisco 28, Seattle 21.
1: I'm going to say that right now I respect Geno Smith more than I respect Trey Lance. I think that's really saying something. But, yes, Trey Lance played in terrible weather last week, but so did Justin Fields, and he figured out a way to win a game. So I'm just saying we can't totally write it off. Geno Smith got that big. They wrote me off. I didn't write back energy. He's feeling himself. He's got a couple of wide receivers that can run faster than some of the defenders. I think they have a chance to steal one here. They're going to go into San Francisco. The fighting Geno Smith, they're going to win 24-17. Freelance is going to end up face down on the turf a whole bunch
0: more times. All right. That'll be an interesting one to see. And another game that I am actually looking forward to watching the Sunday at late games, Arizona at Las Vegas, uh, two teams with more offense than defense, and I think the final score will reflect it. I just think right now the Raiders' uh, weapons are a little bit healthier and unsuspended than the Arizonas are. So I'll go with uh, Las Vegas to win this uh, 34-31.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm worried about Kyler Murray. I'm a little worried about this Arizona team as a whole. Like, there's not a good vibe there right now. Um, Also, having your wide receivers injured and suspended really doesn't help anything. I think Vegas got off to a bad start last week. They were out of sorts. They're going to bounce back this week. I got them winning thirty to twenty three, and I think it won't even be that competitive. Derek Carr looked bad, and he's not going to look that that bad this week. I think they're going to find their rhythm. Um, it's going to be a higher scoring game. I think it's going to go back and forth, but I think I think Vegas has this the whole way.
0: Yeah, and any any concerns that uh, Devonte Adams was going to be less involved in the in the Raiders' offense than he was in the Packers' offense, I think were uh, unfounded.
1: I mean, they're trying to let him throw touchdowns. They're letting him do anything he wants. I'm here for it. Like I said, I'm, I'm willing right. to let him be the starting quarterback on my team. I'm willing to let that happen.
0: Next up, we've got uh, Cincinnati at Dallas in the game. Probably the less said about this, the better. I know Ooh. Cincinnati lost a shocker at home last week. I think they'll <laughs> be sufficiently uh, um, woken up. And Dallas. And you know, back backup quarterback against that defense, I don't think that's a good mix. Um, I'll say
1: it doesn't, Cincinnati it doesn't wins this pretty fast. handily. I'll say 27-17. I, I think Cincinnati feels in control of this game the whole time. I actually have a closer score. I've got Cincinnati winning 30-24, to 24, mostly because I think the run game becomes more of a factor for Dallas. Ezekiel Elliott's going to have more touches, which means he's got more chances to break one or two big runs out. And also, they're going to be behind the whole way, so they're going to take some risks with Cooper Rush that maybe they wouldn't have done normally, and maybe one or two of these hit. I'm not saying this is a sure thing, and I don't think Dallas can win this game. I'm not even entirely sure he's going to play defense for him this week, but I think there will be more points than maybe you do.
0: So, quick question about the Cowboys and Zeke. Do you think he's all the way back and fully healthy and everything? Do you think people that me that grab Tony Pollard on some teams are going to regret that, or do you think there's still a chance he might be fantasy relevant at some point this season?
1: I, def- I definitely think there's still a chance Tony Pollard is fantasy relevant. Um, I think they have to protect uh, Zeke a little more than they have, which is why he's always hurt. I think he's healthy now. I don't think they really understand how to use the offense with both Dak and Zeke healthy at the same time, which problem solved. The universe took care of that. So I think their run game is going to be an even bigger part. And like I said, with Cooper Rush coming in, he works with Tony Pollard more. There's more of a comfort there. So I think he's going to get more chances, especially over the next few weeks.
0: Okay. And we've got Houston at Denver. Both these teams coming off of uh, week one losses. Denver, um, not sure what was happening there. Hopefully they won't be kicking any more uh, 64-yard field goals to try to win games although you
1: think they you know, could run more Denver, than they'd one goal-line play? Yeah, that was a frustrating game to watch.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll go with Denver to rebound this week. I think you know, you know, Russell Wilson will get a chance to air it out a little bit more. I think they've got two good, you know, healthy running backs. Uh, I'll go with them by a touchdown, mm-hmm. and again, could be more than that, but I'll say Denver 27, Houston 20.
1: I'm taking them by ten. I've got them bouncing back in a big way. you are at home. Life is good now. You got the whole Seattle monkey off your back. You can go back to business as usual. I've got Denver winning 27-17, and I think I'm, I'm I think Javante Williams is my favorite out of the backfield right now.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. I just I was actually surprised that uh, Melvin Gordon a re-signed there and B is still getting pretty close to half the yeah. touches there. But we'll see if that's still the case as the season goes on.
1: Yeah, but for now, hey, ride it while you can. But I think Denver does definitely bounces back this week.
0: All right, Sunday night game—a little bit surprising. If I had told you a week ago that uh, Justin Fields would have win his week one matchup and Aaron Rodgers would lose his—I mean, Aaron Rodgers, to me at least, that wasn't a total shock. But Justin Fields winning—you know, bad weather. I think not to make excuses for Trey Fields, but. Um, for, um, you heard it here yeah, first for, uh, <laughs> for Trey Lance <laughs> But uh, Justin Fields I think um, you know I, I'm not sold on him yet Even though he and Trey Lance Are the two quarterbacks on one of my teams but, uh, And I started the wrong one last week But anyway here uh, Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers Rebounds uh, Experienced wide receivers Doesn't matter They'll find a way um, Aaron Jones will be more a part of the offense this week uh, sorry, A.J. Dillon owners, but uh, Green Bay 24, Chicago 17. It could, again, another game where I think it could easily be a bigger gap than this, I'm a little conservative in my pick.
1: I'm actually picking the Bears to win this game. Um, I know, I know, I always go with Aaron Rodgers. I don't go against Aaron Rodgers in prime time. And at home, this feels wrong, but it also feels like the right move. I'm taking Justin Fields and the Bears to win this 24-21. It's going to be a dogfight. Aaron Rodgers and that offense didn't look great. The defense didn't look like they were going to slow a whole lot of things down. I think maybe Justin Fields sneaks a couple of passes in. David Montgomery's here. Maybe the defense gets to Aaron Rodgers, especially because he's not going to have any tackles to protect him. I think there's there's a big chance for an upset here. I'm now going two weeks in a row picking Justin Fields to win football games. Feels like we're a world we're living
0: in. Yes, and we'll see if uh, the outcome. I don't like it either. uh, Cheer you (laughs) about, but we'll see. All right, Um, Monday night games, uh, two of them. Uh, First one should not be very competitive. Second one should be quite interesting. First one, Tennessee at Buffalo. Of course, any given Sunday, any given Monday in the NFL, but uh, based on my perceptions of these two teams coming into the season and what they did in week one. I think Buffalo has to be a huge favorite in this game, and they are. Uh, I'm going to pick Buffalo to double up Tennessee 34-17 in this one.
1: I'm also taking Buffalo to win and score 34 points, but I'm picking Tennessee to score 24. I think they are going to get down early. They're going to air the ball out. Eric Henry is going to run a lot, but he's going to catch the passes too, and Ryan Tannehill is going to show up. He's going to make it interesting, but um, this is definitely the higher scoring of the two games. Buffalo will win easily, but I think they make it at least a contest.
0: I think the second game, which is Minnesota at Philadelphia, has the potential to be pretty mm-hmm. high scoring, but a lot of that I think is going to depend on how well you know the Vikings' um, defense plays against Philly's offense, but uh, we'll see. I think Minnesota is definitely going to be able to move the ball and score some points on Philadelphia's defense, which, while I think it might be really good by the end of the season, is a work in progress right now. And as you mentioned, they lost Derek Barnett, too. But uh, yeah, so Monday, again, largely on the on the basis of them being at home, I'm going to pick the Eagles in this one, twenty-seven, twenty-four, 27-24, and what I expect will be a pretty interesting, fun-to-watch game. I
1: think it's going to be interesting. Um... Mm, but for the wrong reasons. Kirk Cousins can't win in primetime. And here we are in a Monday night game. And the Eagles are 0-5 in week two games. They're also 0-5 against the spread in case you're interested in taking the points. Um, and I, what I'm worried about with the Eagles here is they had a good thing going last week. Got the ball to A.J. Brown. Dalen Hurts was not totally inept at quarterback. But everyone forgot Devonte Smith existed. So I think this week they're going to try to jam them in there, and it's going to ruin the whole thing. I think Minnesota is going to, in spite of itself, win 24-17 to 17 because I think this Eagles offense is still not sure what they're doing.
0: All right, there you have it. Uh, how about any DFS advice you want to drop on us before we sign off? Yeah, we've got some.
1: Uh, we've got some some good value picks. Uh, as always, the disclaimer, you know who to start. You know who the guys you want to spend money on. These are the value picks to help you round back your lineup, win you some cash. That's all we're trying to do here. A quarterback value-wise, Jameis Winston's a really good play this week, Daniel Jones, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, even if you're really stretching maybe Trey Lance, I don't love it, but the price is probably right. At running back, A.J. Dillon in Green Bay. I know I'm not picking them to win, but they're going to have to try to get creative here. Um, Joe Mixon, Daryl Henderson, Jr., still, despite the fact that Akers versus non-existent last week, his price tag has not risen much this week. Chase Edmonds, Jeff Wilson Jr., all good values. At wide receiver, uh, Michael Pittman, Jr., uh, Greg Dortch, who we talked about earlier, led in targets, catches, receptions last week for Arizona. And they're going to throw the ball again a lot. Jalon Jennings, Curtis Samuel again. Ride that as long as you can. Um, tight end-wise, Logan Thomas, Tyler Conklin, defenses, Titans, Bengals, Lions, all good value picks there as well. Um, so that brings us to the end of week two. We've given you everything you need to leave your seat among your daily fantasy lineups. Uh, even an argument at the water cooler. We've got you covered. <laughs> if, if this one hour is not enough for you, though, uh, we'll be back next Wednesday night from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern time, as we are every week. And you can find us all over social media uh, on Facebook, at the fantasy football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the number 4 Show at JKIM16 and fantasy underscore Sherpa. And you can email us at the number 4 Show at gmail.com. We're happy to help you with your line of questions. Be you, whatever, whatever you're looking for, we are happy to help with. So thank you so much for listening this week, guys. Good luck to everybody, unless, of course, you're playing us.